Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blue Moon. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair with three guests who are going to say something in just a moment. First of all, Miles Webber. Second, Joe Doherty. And third, Stuart Brodkin. Ladies and gentlemen, what a week for Manchester City fans. A Kalichi, Kalichi, A Kalechi. A Kalechi <laughs> FA Cup hat-trick to set up a fifth-round tie with relegation-threatened Chelsea. A dramatic Capital One Cup semi-final second leg victory against Everton to book yet another Wembley final. But the big news of the day, the global news of the day, is that Patrick Roberts has joined Celtic on an 18-month loan. But seriously, gentlemen, seriously... It's been confirmed today that Pep Guardiola is to become head coach of Manchester City for the 2016-17 season. I'm so excited, I could piss myself. <laughs> Stuart Brodkin. Wonderful news. It's an upgrade. It's like, like I said, um, it's like having a Maserati and then getting a Ferrari. Uh, he's the best manager in the world, I would think. We've got him. Fantastic. Can't be better. Joe? Can't be, better, can't, can't, be better, can't be better, Stuart says. No, I'm mad for it. It's brilliant, isn't it, that we've got him. He really is a step up on what we've had in the past. Like, we like Mancini, we like Pellegrini. They've won his trophies, good managers. But Pep really is that step up. You, you know, he's the manager that's going to make the next level of players come to us as well. And at the moment, yeah. I think we've only got two or three that are the next level up. Say, Silva, Aguero and maybe company. But... Wow, you're going to see quite a team next season. And what a show for you, Miles Webber, to, to pop back. You've been away travelling the world, and you pop back to a night like tonight. And we're talking about Pep Guardiola as Manchester City's manager. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, nothing more you can say than the world's best manager at the world's best football team. It was, it was always meant to happen. And, and, you know, you, you, you were at Macclesfield. You yeah. remember those so Division did. Two nights in the snow in February? And here we are, Pep Guardiola, the best manager in the world, has chosen Manchester City with all the other teams around that he could have gone to. That, that, that's just... 
it's, it's an incredible journey. But I would say if you had asked every fan who was there at Chesterfield away, Macclesfield away, Stockport away, they would have believed this day would one day come. And that's why they were there and will always be there. We were here. Yeah. We were there. It's a marriage made in heaven, actually, to be fair. Um, and, you know, our, our owners have made it happen. Uh, full credit to them. You know, they've, they've got a fantastic infrastructure, a marvellous stadium, good team, could only be better, and the best manager, like you say, in the world. And I, I think it's worth, just on the owners for a second, I think they have been, A, they're still here. <laughs> they look like they're going to be here for some time. And I just think they've been hugely honourable through the whole process. I think in the departure of Mancini, they, it pained them to do it, but I think they did the right thing. And I think the way um, both um, they've managed Pep coming, but also the exit at the end of the season of Pellegrini has shown a great bit of respect and, and honour in the way that they've managed that through. I think they knew that, obviously knew that Guardiola was coming a, long, a fairly long time ago. And in, despite that they offered uh, Pellegrini another year's contract in order to give him a bigger payoff. And I think that's Absolutely. the best that's way you could, you know, discuss that. But in terms of Guardiola himself, you say all the other teams he could have gone to. Is there really a team better than us that he could have gone to? I mean, the only other team that's up there with us that he potentially there was talk about was Arsenal. And Wenger's probably not going to leave, I don't think, this summer, unless he wins the title. I'm not even convinced about that. So I think we were the best. I mean, really, us, Chelsea or United, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah. So, so we talk about best manager in, in, in the world at the moment. Mm. Joe, you're our sort of European expert. We'll, we'll come on to Stuart and youth football in the moment, which he knows something about. But in terms of European football, he's won Champions League twice. Yep. And of course, this is, although not at Bayern, I don't think. No. Uh, so, you know, this is all we talk about the owners. You know, they have a plan. This is the project. And at the end of the day, it's all about winning the Champions League. You know, we, we, mm. we've won the Premier League twice in three years. We've won the FA Cup. We've won the Capital One Cup. We've won the Community Shield. Correct, correct. But this is all about the Champions League and it's just not good enough qualifying. So what is it about him, Joe? What what, what is this? Tell us about Pep. Well, Pep is, I've said for a long time, if you could have given me a composite manager of Mancini and Pellegrini. So Pellegrini's classiness and his, you know, brilliant football. But Mancini's not afraid to tell the players what he thinks and he can, you know, change his tactics for any game. He's not as naive. Put them together. I believe you've got Pep Guardiola. I think we've got a combination of our two recent managers, both of which have brought different sorts of success, but I'm not sure we're ever really long-term plans. I think Guardiola is. And you say about the European football, whenever, wherever Guardiola has managed, has, while he's been at that club, have at some point been the best club in the world. When he was at Barca, unbelievable team. Bayern, OK, they probably got usurped by Barca maybe last season, but before then I'd have said best team. I mean, do you remember what they did to us when he was their manager? They destroyed us. So, do, do you feel a little bit sorry for our current manager? Do, do you feel? I mean, I've read a lot of social media and, and comment before we came on air, and it's, it's kind of split fifty-fifty. You know, those that are saying, "Go on, we've looked after him well. He's got another year on his contract. Well done. He's done. You know, he's done well. We like him. He's a charming man. Good luck." And others saying, "Actually, we've shafted him, and he could end up winning four trophies and getting binned." You know, is that really fair? Where, where do you sit, I, Miles? On that, I think it's. I mean, I. I, I think he's a, a wonderful human being. You get an impression. 
impression, having never met him, uh, that he is a very decent, very honourable person. I think that counts in his favour. Um, there have been times during the last year and a half when he's been deeply frustrated with some of his decisions and some of the way he'd set the team up. But I think, look, he is going to walk away financially incredibly well looked after. He's going to have his, his reputation as a world-class manager enhanced by his experience. I don't know what he has to lose uh, in terms of his reputation by walking away when he does. So I don't, I don't feel sorry his, for him. His job? Sure, he will, he will quite easily get another job across European football or back home. I, I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. I think he'll walk into another job, given what he's done at our club, whatever happens this season. So I don't, I, I, I don't feel sorry for his personal position. I feel very grateful for his support and his help. Look, we've seen those European games and we've been frustrated and it is about time we went to the final biggest next level and that's where we need to be. Would you have Pellegrini as one of the great city managers, Stuart? I mean, you, you've seen a few around the, looking around the table, and yeah. you've got probably more grey hairs than most of us here. True. So, so you've seen some hair. Um, <laughs> so you've, I, you've I, seen I, a few. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. He's had probably the best team, best squad. Uh, whether he's the best, one of the best two or three managers we've ever had, I'm not sure. Um, but sorry to see him go all the same. I'm sure. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. But I think this was inevitable. I think Gillen Balag, yeah. you know the. Um, Spanish football correspondent of Sky said that before this happened, three, four, five weeks ago, he said that Guardiola will come to City, that's correct, because it's the biggest project in the history of football. And that's what it is. And there's no other team that he would have wanted to go to. In, in this morning's paper, it had a list of teams and how much money they could spend in, in the transfer window. And it had like 50 million for Arsenal, 80 million for United. City, limitless. And that's, that's what we are. We, our ambitions are limitless. And with him, they can be achieved. Mm, I agree. Good. That's it, yeah, then. Is that it, then? it is a massive project. I mean, you look at all the other bankroll clubs, you look at your Chelsea's, your PSG's, they haven't been about a long-term plan. Abramovich came to Chelsea and within a year they were winning the title. You know, just like that, just like buying a few players. PSG, same thing, obviously much easier league to do it in. And obviously Chelsea have won a Champions League and, you know, fair play from there. But with Man City, you know, we're building a dynasty at the Etihad. Everything around the club, it's all centred around the city and the the whole let, let's just, let's just fast forward to next season then I mean, it, well, but, let, no, before we do that there is a good chance and I know someone who's put a bit of a bet on here who we'll come on to in a moment that we could win four trophies and we could have a situation we could, Joseph, have a situation where we win four trophies and the manager gets binned for a better but, manager but, but he's been binned already Yeah, so it won't be a shock is that fair? well, it's what the club wants I mean, yes it is fair that's what we want to do. So, 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 Miles. That's our plan. Uh, Miles, I think you. Do you want to just share with the listeners that you have put a small wager on the fact that we could win four trophies? I have a slight vested interest in in winning four trophies. Um, uh, just a, 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 a little. A little bet at the 200 to 1 that I was offered to do it last Friday. So I'm fingers crossed we're going to do it. Look, of course, if he goes out having won uh, four trophies, that's fantastic for him. That's amazing for us. But you, I, I just got to go back to some of the ways we've had to qualify for the, for the Champions League. Just not good enough. It will be fantastic. It will be a fairy tale. I'll be richer. But the reality is that it hasn't been good enough season on season. And we need that consistency in Europe. We need that consistency in the Premier League. There will, That's all there, we'll get. Will, there will be some that argue if he wins four trophies to say it's not good enough is just not fair. If, it, I know it's all, you know, if your grandmother had balls, she would have been your grandfather. But, you know, if, if's a big word. But if he does end up with four trophies, it may not be fair. 
Well, you've got to say, though, even if we do win the league this season, we'd, I get that it really would feel like we're not winning it as the best team, we're winning it as the best of a bad bunch. And I think if Guardiola was here, no one would be talking about Leicester, no one would be talking about Arsenal, we would be about five or six at least, potentially about 10 or 11 points clear at the top. I really think that. And I mean... I don't think Guardiola would ever have let his team lose 4-1 at home to Liverpool. I don't think we'd have ever gone to Stoke yeah. and Villa and not won there. It was such pathetic And at United, we were poor. We, yeah. we played for a draw against a team who are crap, exactly. basically. Um, I think that the, the thing about Pellegrini is that his European um, exploits have been poor. Nobody yeah. fears yeah. City in Europe. Barcelona, when they get drawn to, against City... They're not going to worry mm. about us. That's what we want. We want teams to have the fear factor when they come to the Etihad or when we go to them. And that, under Pellegrini, unfortunately, for whatever reasons, possibly tactical naivety, maybe lack of Champions League experience, it hasn't happened. And I think Guardiola is the, the key to that happening next season. So, so let's fast forward to next season. As I was going to, I sort of pull myself back to talk about these four trophies. Uh, let's think about the squad and let's think about kind of the setup that we've got because clearly not everybody is going to survive the cull. Um, who do you think, Miles, are kind of the key candidates then for the chop? Well, I think, I think, I think Yaya's checking his passport tonight. Um, I think uh, you're probably going to see Mangala have serious question marks. I think you are possibly... I, mean, I don't know, actually. With Nasri, I, I mean, I'd like to see him go, but I, I don't know where, that's, where he's going to feature. Um, and I also think, you know, is this the opportunity for some of the older players, which I hate to see Zaba go, but is it just a part of rethink about what happens to some of those who are now entering the last two, three years of, of contract value? Is it time to get them out there? And it would disappoint me, but I think it's the right thing to do. Joe? I think there's a good chance we'll see Torre go. Good chance we'll see Boney go. If he can convince Javi Martinez to come with him from Bayern Munich, fair chance that Fernando could be on his way. Because I think he'd like a more ball-playing midfielder. Um, right back, I think one of the two right backs will be moved on for a younger, more exciting prospect and potentially a new left back. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think Zappa's a city legend and I think Sanya's been quietly one of our best players this Ooh, season. Really but I think there will be a, a step up. Demichelis obviously going to go. Mangala... I am not sure. I still think he might get one more chance under the new manager. I don't know if he deserves it, but I think he might. I agree with all that's been said, and I don't think Mangala will have a hope of staying with the squad next season. And, and start us off with kind of the sort of, as you said, we've got you know, an open checkbook here, money yeah. is no object. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do, you, do you want to speculate? It's great, isn't it? As football fans, we can sit here. Well, we haven't got a bleeding clue, but it's nice no, to sit here and, and sort of speculate of you know, the messes and the, you know, who else do you think? Well, messes are a little bit on the aged, aged side, I think. I don't know. Um, I mean, it will depend on what Guardiola will have given a shopping list to the hierarchy. They will have a list of players that he wants to bring in and a list of players that he wants to get rid of. He's got to be fairly ruthless. We have got some players coming to the end of their tether. Zabaleta, obviously Di Michaelis. Boney's not good enough. Mangala's certainly not good enough. Um, maybe even Navas will go. Mm, you know, so there will be some big changes, sea changes, no question. And if it is about the Champions League, are we going to end up with a situation where actually we kind of 
again, let's fast forward, you know, in, in a couple of seasons, we win the, the, the Champions League, but actually we're just a sort of top four side in the, in the Premier League. Is, is, is the emphasis going to switch? And that's my concern, partly, I suppose, that it's all about Champions League. That's what we're setting ourselves up for. And actually we'll just sort of, as long as we're in the top four, it doesn't matter, as long as we keep qualifying. But actually, going back a few years, winning the league championship, as it was, was absolutely, yeah. you know, mm. the be-all and end-all. I don't think so. I think, I think we could do both easily yeah. under Pep. I think Guardiola, when he's got it right at Barcelona and they've won the Champions League, they've always won the league that year as well. And he has got it right, and they've been the, they were formidable at the time. You know, it's, it's, and you've also got to look in this country, Chelsea aside. You know, when United won the Champions League, both years they won it recently. Obviously, in '68, of course, we won the league, but um, in '99 and. Um, 2008, obviously we don't like to say it, but they were one of the best teams in the world then. They were winning the league and the Champions League, and obviously they had a world-class manager as well. And obviously the same can be said of Liverpool in the 80s. You know, Teams have to be able to adapt to both. You can't just win the Champions League, at the, which is what I thought Chelsea's mistake was. Champions League papered over the cracks that year, for example, because yeah. they finished sixth. I don't think we'll see a situation, an Arsenal-type situation, which is clearly driven by their financial situation they want to be in the champions league every year they're not if they win the the, the, the premier league fine but they're, they're, their main priority i feel and i think that's wenger's main priority is to give the board a, the champions league uh, next season every he's done it for what 16 17 seasons and i don't think guardiola will allow the players to coast along in the premier league if we're you know if we're in the latter stages of the of the champions league he's not that sort of manager I, I mean, I, just, I have to agree, and I think we've got the resources to have at least at least two and a half really strong, you know, picks for, to, to, to make a team for either. I think we've got the depth to do it. We'll have the financial ability to do it, um, and I think the club understand the value to us of competing in both. However, if he's will he be allowed to fail more possibly in the Premier League than he will in Europe? Maybe. Um, to correct that imbalance over a couple of seasons. But I think it's compete for both and win both. Yeah. Mm. You were saying before we came on to it, it's completely screwed Sky's coverage of... Absolutely. Uh, the, the it, was a, it was a pathetic transfer deadline day today, as usually the January window is, and it's completely kiboshed it, which is great. Let's move on, should we? Uh, we might come back to this if there's anything else you want to talk about, but we're really excited here, as I'm sure all our listeners are as well. Should we, should we go back to another Wembley, another Wembley appearance, gentlemen? Well, that, you know? That's nothing new, is it? It's not no, like Guardiola. I don't think we should news. talk about that, really. No, we won 3-1. Great. Yeah. But we, we, yeah, it was but a very good game of football, I have to yeah. say. One, you know, one nil down, you know, on yeah, the night. Two nil down know. on the on, on aggregate. Exactly on two goals down. I exactly. Say. I am gutted about KDB after that. I thought yeah, he yeah. made the yeah. difference, really and did. I'm I'm distraught that he's not going to play in the final. But he's only a fringe player. Come on, he came on. For oh, what? don't get me minutes. wrong. <laughs> I don't think this is as bad as losing Aguero because no. at least we've got Silva, who's you know quite a good replacement in that position. Not bad. And, and I think that obviously we've got. I want Sterling to get the winner at Wembley. And one thing about Wembley though this year is we've actually got a proper cup final to play. Not Wigan, not Stoke under Pulis, not Sunderland. You know, a proper team. Yeah, I mean the problem is we lost four-one at home to that team. They always play well against. Not that bottle, long ago, they bottle it against everyone else. They, yeah, they, they always turn up. Just, just on because you've not been on for a few weeks. We've, we, we've had uh, Miles. We've had a few comments about KDB. You know, from mm. the he is the new Colin Bell mm. to he's a complete waste of money. And I just Ooh, I'm, okay. Uh, so you know, when, I'm, not, when, I'm not alone then. Well, on the he is he the value that he suggests. Oh, so that's why I'm bringing you into yeah. it. Give us your view. We, we, I, we value your view on KDB. I I am still not fully decided. I, I mean, I 
came to a decision about Sterling within three and a half minutes. Um, but I, I'm here, which I won't share. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not convinced. I, I, I think there are patches, and I've been to you know I've been to probably most games this season. You know, with the bits you don't necessarily see on the telly when he is drifting, when he's completely alone, uh, when he's not tracking back, he doesn't have speed. Um, is he a formidable um, watcher of the game and therefore can play the most incredible balls that are just, you know, as we saw against Everton and change the game? Absolutely. Do we carry him for 60 to 70 minutes to allow those absolute flashes of inspiration that are pinpoint to happen? And I'd argue we might do a little bit. I just, for me, it's like someone needs to put a rocket up and say, run a bit faster, get involved a little bit more, track back a little bit better. Um, and and I'd, I, for me, it's about, are we seeing the 100% product or are we seeing him deliver 80% of what he can do? Controversial, I'm, but I'll throw that there. I'm on Very. the complete opposite side. I think he's going to end up better than Silver for our club, personally. This season, yeah, obviously. Well, not obviously yeah. this season. I think yeah, in the long yeah. term as well, I think he's going to end up more. I think at 54, 55 million, he was cheap. Yeah, brilliant player. So what a do great crosser of the ball. Can I, if I he's can, a game changer. What, that's what we want. And yeah, he's versatile as well. I mean, sure, I, I accept that. You can put him left, you can put him right, you can play him through the centre, you can do what you want with him. I absolutely get the benefit of that. And that's, that's a big plus. But aren't you as frustrated as I am when you're at Watford or you're wherever West, the Etihad, West, West Ham, or West Ham, Ham absolutely, when you've, got, when you've got a passenger, a 50 million quid passenger? He's oh, tired. Uh, He's very tired. Don't get me wrong. I do get frustrated when he doesn't play well, but I don't think that makes him not a good player and yeah. I'm not convinced by him. It just means that he set his standards so high in other games that we can be frustrated with those. A bit like... Torre. Torre. Well, no, Torre's really starting to annoy me now. I mean, last season I was willing to give... It, don't get me wrong, Torre, <laughs> City legend, love him to bits for what he's done for this club, but I'm more than happy to see him leave in the summer. Just think, two years ago when he was going to leave, you know, we were all... Just really thought. shitting ourselves Absolutely. about it, but now I'm more than all right. No, I'm not singing happy birthday this year. I mean, I'm <laughs> telling you. Uh, no, I think De Bruyne will prove himself to be one of our great, great players. He is the new Colin Bell. And in terms of the in terms of the, the Chelsea, uh, the Chelsea, in terms of the game against Everton, yeah. the, sort of the, the second leg, uh, sort of highlights for you. Then obviously the De Bruyne injury was was terrible, and yeah, to come, to come yeah. from two goals down to score those three yeah. th- three goals to get the winner. And you know, I think that it was slightly out of play, but oh, I look you know we're you know we're I'm trying to keep the game moving. The you do, know. You, do you know what I? I, 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 I I was at the game and, and recorded it and came back and, and, and watched it and it's and it happened so often. The commentator at the time said nothing. Absolutely, nobody yeah. in the crowd. Nobody knew. in the crowd. The Everton even players didn't no, really exactly. Protest. And this yeah. is what I say when you talk about your bloody goal line technology, which and, we still and, should have. You know, and not a person in the ground was that bothered. But when it was, as I say so many times on this show, slowed down five times from four different angles. Oh, it might. Have been. But no one even knew. He just get on with the game, and it happens sometimes. And you know, yeah, we should have had a penalty against them in the nil-nil draw a yeah. few weeks earlier, and it didn't happen. It's part of the game. Get on with it. We didn't get a penalty there. Disagree, but it you went, carry on. And it, and it went on. out. You're the chairman. And it, <laughs> Joe. Despite the fact I think that Roberto Martinez is one of the most likeable characters in football and in the Premier League, and I, and I wish him well in everything he does, for him to say that the referee was perfect in the nil-nil draw and was, a, you know, terrible and yeah. giving decisions to the big club is so hypocritical and frustrating. And you don't like to hear it from someone you like, you know, but it's... Uh, you know what, I think, I, I think it was a great game. I think it was clearly um, not over the line. Yeah, of course it was over the line. 
But what it showed in that when they had they we went one up was okay, just a shocking, shocking defending. defending. Yeah. Oh, they were, I mean, you sl- if you slow play and stop looking at whether it's across the line or not, look at the positioning of the bat. It is just a comedy where they are. It's mm-hmm. it's it's frankly appalling. So I think we would, did very well to come back. We did very well to to take that and move into the final. But I've got to tell you, I was some shocking defending in that first half. What I want to talk about, and this is another reason why I think De Bruyne and, of course, Aguero are as world-class as they are, is that goal Aguero has scored is not the sort of goal you expect him to be scoring it, and isn't the sort of goal De Bruyne usually sets up, which shows that both players can adapt themselves to yeah. that sort of game. He, he can put, I remember actually the first time I watched De Bruyne properly was playing for Belgium at the World Cup, and they were losing, and he put in a brilliant ball for, you know, rag afro boy to head into the net but um, you know he can do it and Aguero how many headers is that he scored this season he scored a yeah. lot but they've both clearly adapted their game he for scored that at Wembley with a very similar header yeah exactly was it against Chelsea yeah and he scored the winner at Watford yeah so scored that's three great headers which have given us Newcastle three wins as well, yeah. possibly. I don't want to go back to, to Kevin but if you, I'm, I, I remember he came on at the, the Palace game um, the first game of the season and I was there and I thought every ball he touched was magical mm. um, and so I do accept the point here that there is a level of tiredness where mid-season he's yeah. going to be knackered he's not used to the pace of the Premier League I accept that but how, if you go back to the Everton game I think there were four or five before he was tragically injured there are four or five magical passes at that Palace game first game of the season every single ball that left his foot was pinpoint I also sorry I also want to say that I think he's brilliant because he's made the transition from Germany and has no one's battered an island. Everyone outside of City, like I know lots of people who hate City, don't want to say anything nice about Aguero or Silva. They can't have nothing but good to say about Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. And he's come from Germany, of course. And Germany is a league that, while Bayern Munich are obviously one of the best teams in the world, is clearly an inferior league. Look at Dzeko, best striker in Germany, comes here, yeah, he's all right, does a, does a job. And then you could say the opposite about Schürrle, for example. He was playing for Chelsea, he was all right, goes to Germany, one of the best players in the league. So I think for him to come from that league... Yeah. And, and it's his first season, so and he's yeah. not played with these players before. They're a higher level than the players he played with in, uh, in Germany. And also I think, he's had, I think he's had the best first season of any player I can remember for... Uh, Aguero. You're in a minority. You're in a minority here, I think. But, yeah, uh, three, but, but to be fair, you recognise um, that he's, he's quite a talent, and it's that. I, I, and I have to he's say... still when better I, than me. When, <laughs> when, I saw it, when I saw him at West Ham, I have to think that was, yeah, I think, he, probably his worst. He, will have bad he, was, he was invisible for yeah, most of that game. Silver was crap in that game as well. Sure. Silver's a magician. Let's go forward to a positive message because in the last two games, I think we won 7 1. Yeah. So we went to the mighty Villa, who were on a crest of a wave, Five and brushed, brushed them aside 4 <laughs> 0, yeah. and they did well to get nil, I think it's oh. fair to say. Well, and especially when you think about the team we put out, and on the bench we had our two best players, didn't even need them to mm. do that. The only, thing, the only complaint I have about the Villa game is that Sterling did not let Delph score the fourth goal. Yeah, they were both together, weren't they? I so wish Delph had got that goal. <laughs> that would have shut him up a bit. And then I wanted, I don't know, I want Sterling to get the winner in the cup final, of course. Well, he can do that. Let's talk about Kelechi for, for a well, second. Well. Who, you know, I, I think he's now been named in the Champions League squad, which is not a huge surprise to anybody, I'm sure. But what a talent, eh? 19, Nigerian international. I mean, again, going back to that Palace game when he came on with the super header and the lot. I mean, I think he's an immense talent. I think he's very excited. You say he's 19 years old. What is this you know, boy going to give us over the course of a decade of, of top flight football? I think he's exciting. I think he, he's great positioning. Uh, yeah. he's, he's got speed. He's got physical presence. I'm really excited. He's got so, awareness of the people around yeah. him as well. And he go, he's always, always going forward and into space. 
which you know this teams hate that mm. you know when a player runs into space outside their area they're, they're buggered you know and he's he's one player who will go for you know a lot of our players stop pass the ball sideways or even back he wants to go forward and he's got an eye for a goal He's got a touch of arrogance, which I think is great. Um, he'll go places. And like Aguero, and unlike Boney, he can adapt his game to certain situations. He can, excuse me, he can have the games where he runs with the ball. He can have the games where he gets on the end of things, like you said at Palace with the header, and even at Swansea when he got his body in the way of that shot to deflect the winner in. But yeah, he's brilliant, and I think, and and obviously. He, you look at the other side of Manchester where they go on about Martial, you realise that Kelechi's stats are the same as his despite playing about a third of the minutes of him. Yeah, and costing nothing. Yeah. yeah. And it does set up, joking apart, it sets up an interesting fifth round draw um, away at, as I said, a relegation threatened Chelsea. As I, as <laughs> oh, I we cannot lose that game. We don't. That's to be a win. Well, well for, you, for your, for your, <laughs> for your <laughs> big yeah. prize, yeah. it has to be a win. <laughs> What's wrong with the draw? Yeah, I mean, it's, we, don't, we don't need extra games at this time of the I mean, season. We don't want to do draw we? with mediocrity. It, we, we've got to. I mean, it's, I mean, I, my worry is a little bit is the uh, renaissance of the Chelsea side that, that's happening now. But I'm, I'm, I, I, there's a little bit of, of coming togetherness um, in adversity that's going on. I just hope that we pop the balloon. I, 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 I do worry a little bit. If you, if you've given me uh, the, you know teams to choose from the uh, the Premier League I may not have jumped to Chelsea as the choice I mean certainly not I, I can, away I continue yeah. to worry about our defence you know particularly our defence is the second best defence in the Premier League well I worry whether it's the second best or the <laughs> first is. best or the third best I still worry about it, it. Is, I'll be back for that game it's given I, away fewer goals than, any, than only other, one other team has given away it worries Who's me that? shitless that Arsenal I think oh of course <laughs> their defence isn't that good either yeah. no Let, company will be back we'll be fine <laughs> mm. I'm sure. I hope you're right. Can we look forward then to our next two two league games? Uh, one, it's going to it's at either end of the table. We've got Sunderland uh, Tuesday night. Oh, win, yeah. uh, of course. Uh, and uh, other than a, a win, any any reflections on Sunderland? It's, it's a long way north and a long way back. Other it's, than that, it's, it is a long way. I'm surrendering my ticket. I think I remember a Boxing. We kind of played them around Boxing Day around Christmas mm. time, and we always get horrendous slip-ups yeah. against Sunderland. Well, no, so of course well, no. it should be a win. But I just always instinctively have a little bit of a worry about that, that little kind of cold night in February slip-up <laughs> that can happen. But, but they're poorer than we've, we've met them before. Yeah, they're, they're at the lowest end. They're at the lowest end. Yeah. Like and three think. of our last four results against Sunderland, two of which were at the Stadium of Light, have been 4-1 wins. Yeah. And even, even Boney can score against them. Come on. <laughs> and we've got Aguero and Silva fresh. We'll, we'll yeah. So what's he going to do with the team? Our, our departing manager, how's he going to like? He may, he may make 11 changes. He may just sort of take the piss and say, right, I'm going to chuck my toys out the pram. I'm going, so I'm going to make won't. 11 changes. Yeah, Yaya Torre's captain. <laughs> yeah. No, I want. I, want I am the, joking, of course. Of course, yeah. He's a classy bloke. He'd never do anything like that. Exactly. I want Torre not to play. I don't think he's been very good recently, and I think that Delph has been quietly one of our best players. I'd I put him as player of the month so far. Him or Sanya, perhaps. It's only one day in the month, by the way. I meant January. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> it was Thursday. Um, yeah. He did well in training this morning. Apparently. Delph and Fernandinho have got to play together. If Torre has to play, you could play maybe in number 10. Two up top? Yes. yes. I would. Yeah. I, would. I, think, I think I would. Yeah, that's why, why, I'm, that's why I'm putting on the table. He's, 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 on, he's on fire. You know, they're struggling. Let, let's, let's play two up yeah, top. Let's totally get Kelechi and Aguero together. Mm. Have you I said he's not playing him? He he's already said. Said, oh, he said that already, has he? Okay. I've been so he said immersed be in pep news today. Back on the bench, he said. Oh, fair enough. Okay. And uh, also, I want. Might play Bonnie then. Oh, he's injured. He's still injured, thank, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the weekend, finally, gents, we go to table-topping Leicester City. When? 
win. <laughs> you talk about bubbles and bursting. I mean, you know, again, you know, yeah. the, that Leicester bubble has got to burst. Wouldn't it be a fantastic be opportunity fantastic. for it to all go horribly wrong for them this weekend? It's, um, it's, it's kind of written in the stars that it should do, shouldn't it, really? With all the news we've got, with the momentum we'll take in from a, a Sunderland 7-0 win, um, it's, it's kind of, it's there to do. But I, again, look, I, I'm always slightly cautious. Um, Leicester, you know, every, every single week I'm, I'm waiting for match of the day to tell me that they've lost and it's all over. Yeah. And it just doesn't they seem have, to happen. They have faltered a little bit. I have to say. They're but top they're still, of the league, Stuart. No, I know, but they're, they're getting results. But they're not, they're not the side they were five, six weeks ago. No, they're I don't not. And I, I watched them play Tottenham in the cup replay. And Tottenham, who I think actually fair play them, been one of the best teams in the league this season. I've really enjoyed watching them. Yeah. They dismantled Leicester. Albeit yeah. a bit of a rotated Leicester. But Leicester, for me, I, I don't know if you remember, back in September, Leicester got beat 5-2 off Arsenal. I, and even yeah. against us, I know we drew with them, but we were the better team in that game, and they yeah. were scared to play us. They were resorting to long balls. Yeah, that's all they did all night. Just shoved yeah. the long ball up to Vardy. And, um... and he's not even that big up front. He's just no. quick. So no. so let's uh, have your two predictions together then. Sort of, you said two wins, I think. Or maybe yeah. I don't know. So uh, ag- aggregate score. So 7-0 at Sunderland. Seven, I've gone the record now. 7-0 yeah. seven, seven at Sunderland. And I think we're looking at a... At a, at a 1-0 against Leicester. Okay, Joe, where are you going? Sunderland and Leicester, please. 2-0 uh, at Sunderland. Nice comfy 2-0 away win. Uh, Leicester, 3-1. 2-0 and 2-0. I'd take... I'd take two wins from those two yeah, games. doesn't matter how yeah. we do it. And, and Arsenal, to, Arsenal to lose Southampton tomorrow night. That would be handy, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be nice. 4-0 again. Listen, on the day that Manchester City... No, that Pep Guardiola chose Manchester City... <laughs> This is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.